The Hayden triplets, Petra, Rachel, and Tanya, are musicians who have performed individually and with everyone from the Foo Fighters to Todd Rundgren. They've also performed together, currently, as the Hayden triplets. They're also the daughters of jazz bassist Charlie Hayden. Now here is Chris with Petra, Rachel, and Tanya. And let's begin. Uh, maybe we could, we're Hello. gonna, we're gonna find out about, Hello. why don't you all introduce Hello. yourselves? Rachel. Petra. Tanya. Tanya. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another fantastic episode of the Chris Kirkwood Podcast. <laughs> and uh, this is the Chris Kirkwood Podcast. I'm Chris. That's Bill. And we do have the Hayden sisters in with us today. Kind enough to come down and help me muddle my way through another uh, exercise in futility and humiliation. Mm. Thank you. Do all podcast studios have a jacuzzi in the middle of the room? <laughs> Uh, no, just just the the very best of them. Yes. It's so nice here. <laughs> so <It> bubbly. <laughs> no, it's like tile. Is that Spanish tile? Is that Spanish tile? We made that ourselves. <laughs> Good. I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having us. <laughs> Wait, where do you see the jacuzzi and the Tanya's oh, being funny? <laughs> It's called. No, no, I it. was seriously <laughs> looking around. <laughs> okay, where's the Spanish tile? It's out in the back. <laughs> okay, that's just well, an introduction. Well, now you know who the, the gullible one is. <laughs> the one who's dopey, sneezy, and. <laughs> well, cool. That's it. I mean, that's it. You know, we were just now discussing what it is to podcast and what podcasts are. So, and I was telling you guys how Bill talked me into doing this. No, it's fine. Sound effects. That, it, it ties in with the studio, this place. We're recording this at Winslow Court Studios with Craig Parker Adams, our engineer, and a uh, guy that runs Winslow Court. And this studio, Bob told that story. Mm-hmm. No, no, it was Keith. I did that twice Keith, now. I've Keith, made that yeah, mistake Keith twice. I'm this, Keith, Bob. This <laughs> is, you, know, where they, you know, they all, you, you, the punker riffraff. <laughs> the, um, apparently this studio used to be the studio where like the the theaters or like the movie yeah lots like the movie um studios use this this was their foley thing you know oh we do that so the sound effects stuff yeah Yeah. but keith had actually (laughs) keith had actually been in here and done the sound effects had he yes he gets around keith does get around uh do they even have to do sound effects anymore? Isn't it all like in a computer? Uh, now what they do is you get a sound effects disc and you put it in, and you know, it's yeah, it's completely different. They don't need the person the, to be like. The, well, the, the the big movies still do fully and things box. like that. <laughs> <laughs> like if you have like uh, Chris Nolan money and that kind of thing, they yeah. still do it the old-fashioned way sometimes. But that's good. Yeah, most of it is yeah computerized sound effects in fact you can download stuff for free offline if you are thinking about making a small indie movie and need sound effects just google free sound effects what a world what a world so so well let me go ahead and uh we'll start the uh we're about to start the podcast proper yes yeehaw weehaw and um i could just talk about you guys a little bit the hayden sisters are musicians and whatnot, and you guys are the daughters of Charlie Hayden, the late jazz bass player, right? And have been playing music for a long time, I guess, you know, separately, and then together. You did that as kids and stuff, so. So we'll just go from there, because you guys have done all sorts of different kind of stuff, and we just talk about it, I guess. Did you Google us, and that's what you came? I completely up with. and totally did. <laughs> you know, you're you're in the DNA of our. Makeup. You're like our brother. You, you're like Aww. part of our. You are existence. Your music. Oh well, I uh, I'll let Bill respond to that. <laughs> hey, you're you're in the DNA of a lot of musicians. It's okay if you don't know that much about us. It's fine. No, I know. It's fine. It's fine. I, I, I know I a lot about you. I wouldn't be who I am. Without the Meat Puppets. It's true. Without Up on the Sun or Meat Puppets 2, I really 
I am who I am because of that and then the dog that we grew up with, Sam. If I didn't have those two things, I wouldn't be who I am. You had a doggy named Sam? Yeah. Or German Shepherd, who would listen oh. to the Up on the Sun while we were listening to Up on the Sun. She would listen with us. Yeah, I also kind of uh, learned a little bit about harmony listening mm-hmm. to your yeah. music. Yeah. How not to do it. <laughs> no, no. I sing along all the time. It was like the drone and the dissonance, and I learned all of that from from Meat Puppets. And we had one we had one turntable, and we would take turns with it from each room. Like like Rachel gets it for a week, and then Petra gets it for a week, and I get it for a week, and. So I would have it in my room, and that was all meat puppets. It was all meat puppets in my room, and then in Tanya's room, <laughs> there was nothing wrong with Bob was Marley. Bob Marley, he, and then know, in Petra's room was Adam Ant. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Ant, the you, you need to broaden your horizon. You, there, there's a lot of other music besides the music. No, I, I had, I really wanted to tell this story. Like, like, <laughs> there was a time when, um, like, when it was Tanya's turn, she. She would play, I think one day she was playing the um, Public Image Limited. Um, should I not tell this story? I, I don't even remember. And I didn't, I, like, I didn't, usually she wouldn't play, like, punk rock or anything. I was, like, kind of, I was like, why is she playing that? It was, um. Why are you um, trying to make me sound like No, I'm not, I'm. <laughs> because you listen her. to punk rock. She mostly listened to folksy, rootsy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to a lot of. She did. She did. Okay, and then you threw the record. Oh yeah, I threw first. the I threw the record because I couldn't stand. I was just like all all I was hearing was anger is an energy. <laughs> anger is an. And I was like, Tanya's doing that on purpose to get me angry. And so I went in and I took the record and I threw it against the wall. Didn't you throw my Adamant record too? No. <laughs> oh, maybe. You- oh, that's I awesome. Thought you did. Yeah. There was a time where the band, you know, we all lived together. And this would have been about the time back then, like Meat Puppets 2 era, early 80s, you know, something like that. And uh, our drummer, Derek, would get into certain things real heavily, you know, and he was in his Elvis phase, you know, and uh, which, I mean, I love Elvis, you know, really, really love Elvis. And the whole band got into it at a point, and our set would be like 80% Elvis songs, you know, and, and really get, getting the, the really good stuff, like, you know, a lot of the stuff from the movies and that kind of a thing. But it was just a situation, a case of like him having listened to this one cassette over and over and over and over and over and it just kept being on and being on. And one morning I woke up and there was that cassette going again. So I dutifully marched out to the kitchen, got myself a hammer, <laughs> popped the cassette out of the out, out of the cassette <laughs> tank, and smashed into pieces of the hammer. So there it is. There, oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now I'm going to tell you the story since we were going to tell the story earlier. And Bill, who had his production hat on, said, "Save it for the for the uh, actual podcast recording." So talking about that song, "Up on the Sun," this dovetails in with the fact that you are triplets the three of you are triplets the three of you as opposed to the four of you are triplets. <laughs> that's that one joke so your parents had three kids one of each um, uh, that song up on the sun yes oh it's funny because it has you liked it that much or something i mean you know it has a um uh multiple kids tale to it slightly we were playing uh Years ago, this is ages ago, before the record and stuff. And Kurt had, I think some of the chords maybe worked out or kind of the riff or something. He was kind of coming around to it. And years before that, before the band and anything, Kurt had gone up to uh, the Northwest Territories. And he was working at these, like, fly-in fishing camps and stuff. So in the midst of going from one workplace to another in, like, a grumming goose, you know, one of those, it's the kind of plane that flies in at the beginning of uh, Fantasy Island, you know, and it was a float plane. And he actually was in a plane wreck, right? So everybody survived, you know, but it was a harrowing experience for him in some ways. I think they kind of stuck with him so that he didn't like to fly. So suddenly we have a gig years later. That's just, I don't know, it's just part of the details. Mm-hmm. Up in, uh, I think it was the Ritz in New York City, you know? So, and like the night before the gig, Kurt's all freaked out and doesn't want to go because it would be the first time that he'd flown, except for flying home from Canada years before that. But he was still like pretty, 
not into flying in a way. Mm. Kurt's a pretty staid guy in a yeah. lot of ways, you know, not real emotional or, you know, doesn't show his emotions that much, but he was definitely kind of freaked about doing that. And But we wound up making it up at the show, and we were playing with suicidal tendencies. And uh, we would get gigs across the spectrum in a way, you know, just because, you know, we could. Because we could. We could do these hardcore shows and artier shows and whatever. So this was the suicidal tendencies. And we start playing, and uh, the crowd went into their, like, hardcore punk rocker thing where they were, like, screaming at us and, like, spitting and mm -hmm. all that kind of you know the kind of thing where it's like you know we're kind of used to it in a way and we kind of provoke it to a degree and at one point since the crowd was all screaming at him my kurt's kids at the time were pretty tiny mm -hmm. and you know how babies like to cry at points you know and whatnot so he started going you are my daughter at the crowd you, you know and he was kind of like daughter. yeah and he was kind of picking <gasps> out a little thing out of it and that's like you know because his daughter was young enough and to be in the, the age where she would cry at points, and, oh, and that's kind of the oh the, the genesis. The, 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 the genesis is rather an insult at the at the young punkers. Punkers. And, and the great part about wow. that that we're playing for a while more and stuff, and then all of a sudden they drop the curtain on us. It was so like show businessy. <laughs> we're like all like you know, maybe you like this number. Hang on, don't give up on I the shit. I love the fact that they actually dropped the curtain. <laughs> they came down and it's, it's like, like, what the hell? I'm surprised they didn't come out with like one of the those big hooks. <laughs> and they're like, you know, those guys are going to kill you. I'm like, I don't I think so. twins. So that's the, why I brought twins. it up. Yeah, um, so um, you guys are twi um, triplets. And Kurt has twins, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow, so. that's so cool. And, Petra, you met Elle. Yeah, I mean, we didn't officially meet. I just went on stage and we kind of gave each other that like nod, like "Let's jam." Let's jam. <laughs> and it was it was so much fun. I wasn't expecting to sing "Up on the Sun" with Jack. <laughs> I we we, so we might want to set this story up because we're jumping right in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. um, there so. was there there was a, a, a Sundance a movie that came out at Sundance this year called. Kurt Cobain, Montage of Heck, and uh, the Meat Puppets played the party, and you and... Yeah, I, I did music to a, a short there called Dog Bowl, and um, I, I had never scored a movie before or anything or been to Sundance, and um, I was just picturing, like, staying, you know, it, if I had to be somewhere, I would be there, like at the screening and then I would plan to just go to the hotel and watch TV and then Jack texted me um, pet let's let's go see the meat puppets play and I, I said okay I'll, I'll be there I'm, I'm running out the door and so he picked me up and we went to the the party and it was loud <laughs> I was like oh, I should have brought my earplugs and and it was just like because there wasn't even a band playing or anything it was just like really loud and oh. then um uh, all of a sudden, Jack comes up to me and says, "Do you want to?" Just to, to interrupt, that Jack is a, a gentleman by the name of Jack Black, who's also married to Tanya, right? Yeah, my so my bro Jack. <laughs> yeah, he's your my my brola. Brola. <laughs> brola. <laughs> he, brola he so Jack. He Whoa. Was, he was introducing Don't tease me to people brola. as his sister. He's like, "This is my sister Petra," <laughs> and um, and I I, I said, "Oh, I." I don't remember all the words and I was you know getting nervous and he's like little it'll be fun and he started to like sing the song to me really quietly <laughs> in this huge party he's like and see I don't even remember the words now and um so I, I just went up there with him oh and God. we were just singing like really loud and it was so much fun and that was the highlight for me was was getting to do that and I was getting text photos of <laughs> yeah. you I was so jealous. Me too. He was like, you want to come to Sundance with me? And I was like, no. And we, we went, should we bring the boys? And I said, no. The last time we went, I spent the entire time in the hotel searching for other, like, um, the other parent with the kids in the hotel. And it's snowing. Like, does anyone want to play? <laughs> it's like, I'm not going. And then I get these text photos of Petra and Jack <laughs> with you guys on stage singing. And I... I couldn't even respond. I was like, I'm not, I was so I'm not writing back. Upset. Well, don't be. I mean, you could come up on stage whenever you want to. Because I know okay. the words. 
<laughs> more than more than welcome. I was like, so, you know, because me and lyrics to songs, uh, just throughout, you know, listening to bands in high school, I wouldn't really pay attention to the words. I I would just kind of make up my own words. Right. And, to that song, I was like, I'm a summer nancy, never, never know. And if you see an ocean, it means that the sun and blow. <laughs> but, but it was fun. Anyway, it was so great. Um, yeah. Here's a little inside skinny. This is the kind of little tidbits that we throw into these things, right? Just um, Scott Wyland, you know, from SDP. Mm -hmm. We were out on tour with those guys years ago. And we were just talking about that same thing, right? Just how you'd hear something and you didn't know how it goes. And he told me about that one song. You know, they have that song, Flies in the Vaseline is all we are. Whatever that Flies in the Vaseline song. Oh, yeah. And he said that he got that line off of the Eagles song, Life in the Fast Lane. Because they go, Life in the Fast Lane. <sighs> and he thought they were saying, Flies in the Vaseline. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, ta-da. <laughs> wow. That's a good little trivia. Yeah, yeah. And, and and as far as like knowing the words, like it mattered. I mean, that was a that was a fun <laughs> night. And also, uh, Neil Hamburger was on stage oh, as well. Of course, yeah. That I was. I just thought of Neil that Hamburger was when you so talked great. about being booed off the stage. Does Neil get booed at? Yeah, oh, but yeah. but but it's provoked and right. expected. But he it's he kind of. I mean, he's so used to it. He can handle it have really fun with well. it and it's part of the, the yeah thing. except when someone threw like something at his wife remember oh, or i was at a show right. once where someone threw like a bottle or something either hit simone or him oh or maybe God. it hit him and then simone got really angry and she like tried to beat up the guy it got a little heated because people get so angry they just like want to fight fight him they just don't understand they, they get they get angry because of his shtick yeah i don't understand it's awesome hamburger. that's awesome but not getting getting beaned with stuff is painful i know you know yeah you know neil is actually going to be our guest on uh on on one of these podcasts right yes yeah. actually later today yeah. yay oh so, i want to see him and you know, he goes he's, why he's somebody i've known for uh years you know we actually met him uh Back in like the early '80s, he was a teenager up in San Francisco. Oh, whoa! You know? And even back then, he was doing funny stuff. I remember he like, uh, <coughs> excuse me, he uh, he gave us a, a compilation of like prank phone calls that he'd made. You know, and then I remember, remember that it, it went more popular. It became like a TV show. There was prank phone calls and so crank callers and that kind prank of stuff. Prank anchors, yeah. something. Prank anchors is that what it was? Yeah, I think it was. And then, uh, but this was like before that and everything. You mm -hmm. know, and it was just this kid that you know come to the shows and he and his girlfriend Lizzie and they did different kind of stuff they had a little fanzine that they did and stuff and, but he was kind of arty and one of the one of the uh, like crank calls that he made was uh, to this guy that had an ad in the paper an advertisement in the paper looking for a bass player I, I've, I've heard this one. Oh, you've heard that? Yeah, I, I haven't. I haven't heard it in decades. I've heard it. I haven't heard it in decades. It's fucking hilarious. It's really <laughs> yeah. funny. He calls the guy, but he's like, oh, you know. And after a while, he gets the guy so riled up that the guy sets a, a, a place, right, and tells him, I'll meet you at, like, you know, so-and-so in, in San Francisco, <laughs> and we're going to fight. Right? Yeah. And I remember Greg said, I'll play bass licks on your grave. <laughs> So, oh man, yeah, that was. I remember that one. Did you guys ever see the Nig Heist? Are you familiar with the Nig Heist at all? Mm -hmm. I mean, that thing like I was talking about with that, you know, where we're playing, and all of a sudden, like punk rock had become to us, it was it wasn't anything. I wasn't like a punk rocker. I mean, I like to play music, you know, and, and then you, and, but there, it's it's music, so it's the realm of like you get to do whatever you want mostly, you know, and and it seemed like, uh, you know, the punk rock scene was our own little burgeoning kind of youth movement that where you could do what you kind of wanted to in a way. But then there, there suddenly took on this element of, you know, restriction or whatever. Like if you didn't look a certain way or something like that, you know. And we, we got it somewhat, but it was more peripherally where it was, we weren't that engaged with the crowd. So it was just like, yeah, go ahead and spit on me, you fucker. I'll fucking wipe it off later and that'll be that. But the uh, the guys, Nick Heist were guys that were involved with, the SST, right, the record label, mm -hmm. and specifically with Black Flag. Um, it was like some of their roadies, you know, and 
it served a dual purpose. One, they would open the shows, so you know some of the door money or whatever would stay within the within the camp, kind of you know to have them open the show. And then the other purpose that it served was to provoke the punkers, right? Because Black Flag got a lot of that, like, grief in a way from these guys that had decided, you know, you know, you're selling out, or you're not punk enough, or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck, you know, these these things. So, what Nick Heist would do, the lead singer was Mugger, this guy Mug Mugger, right? Who uh, would dress with a lot. He put on first they wear a long hair wig. You know, like like a hippie wig, like l- real long hair, and then he wore like fishnet stockings, and then like a fucking dildo holder, right? Oh, <laughs> that he pull his crap out through. You know what I mean? <laughs> so immediately, you know, oh, it was awesome. You ever see the heist? No, it was I fucking did incredible. <laughs> and then uh, Tom Tricoli played bass in it. Tom oh, would come out. Tom, Tom, Tom would come out completely naked. Oh, you know, God. and it was just like, right? <laughs> and they had songs like. She's got a tight little pussy. <laughs> Taking my meat, you know, and they would play like these heavy metal songs and purposely to incite the punkers, you know, mm. to kind of rub it in their faces in a way. And what they had going for him, though, I mean, Mugger got his nickname because you know you don't get called Mugger unless you're you know fairly hard little dude, and Mugger definitely was tough enough to be able to kind of withstand the the heat that would come back at him, you know. So it's the same kind of thing, you know, where you. You know, you're you're experimenting. The art yeah. out there. This is a funny story. I'll try to keep it short since we're supposed to talk about you guys. <laughs> we played with. We we're on tour with those guys with Flag and the heist were opening. Mm-hmm. And we're in uh, Denver. We're in Denver, and the show was being put on by Barry Fay, who had Fayline Productions, right? And it was this big, big Southwestern promoter back back in the day. And I mean, I remembered him from like the '70s when you know Fayline presents shows that I'd see in Phoenix. So, and it was the place called The Rainbow, which is like Barry's Showcase Club. And uh, the heist are playing, right? The new guys is playing. And all of a sudden, this guy comes stalking backstage, you know, this kind of middle-aged guy all overheated. And he's like, get these guys off stage, you know? And we're like, fuck, we don't have anything to do with it, you know? They're, they're, you know, we can't get him off stage, you know? He, he wasn't happy about their performance. I mean, it was visceral, you know? It was a little bit on the visceral side. But it was well within the boundaries of good taste. <laughs> and... Uh, so then as, as he's like walking out, we're like, who's that? Was, I think that was Barry Fay. And he hears that he comes stalking back in. He's like, I'm Barry Fay. I'm Barry Fay. And we're like, yeah, okay, you're Barry <laughs> Fay, please. So uh, we play, then flag plays and stuff. And then the next thing you know, the cops actually are there, right? He was so displeased with their performance that he sicked the fuzz on them. Right? Oh, wow. No. I know, it's nuts. So <laughs> Tom... And Mugger, I think, both went to jail, you know, and the next day and had to, we had to, like, extract <laughs> him from jail. But the, 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 the fun part of it, though, was the next day there was an article about it in the paper, and it said, you know, last night at the Rainbow, Black Flag's opening band, the Meat Puppets, were arrested for simulating <laughs> anal sex on stage. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. You know, it's, if this was the Internet era, you guys would be, you know, who knows? Wow. Wow. Woo! So, that's so funny. So let's talk about you guys. What the, what the heck? So you guys are triplets. I like hearing your stories better. <laughs> <laughs> and well, you know, uh, well, I got a million of them. <laughs> and Elmo, like we were talking about, Elmo's a, a twin. Yeah, I, and I I didn't even know yeah. that. That's wow. How old is Elmo? He's like thirty six. No, something? he. I think he's thirty two. Okay. He could be thirty. Wow. We're good friends year. on Facebook. Or maybe you are. Yeah. I want to be friends with Elmo. Oh, he'll be friends Elmo, with you. Elmo, you should friend request Tanya. <laughs> I'm gonna friend request him right now. And he's got a sister, Catherine. And they're twins. Too. Yeah. Are they musicians too? Um, he is. He actually plays with us. He now. plays with our band because oh, Elmo yeah. friend requested me, and I was like, "Oh my god!" One of the Kirkwood brothers friend requested me. I was so excited. I mean, I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Wait!" But I only know there's a Chris and Kurt. So I said, "Are you another brother?" And he said, "No, I'm actually Kurt's son." I was like, "Oh, wow!" <laughs> a grown, a grown, grown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're that. You know, that's how crusty and old we are. The, the, the kids are like in their thirties now. You know, his oh. sister Catherine is her name, and uh, their mom, Kurt's, uh, the mother, Cinda, the kid's mom. Like we didn't didn't find out that you know we all lived together. You know what I mean? And it was kind of like a gloopy kind of far out, you know, youth kind of a thing where we had this house and we all lived in. Derek lived there and stuff. And 
And uh, I don't think I think this is you know my memory of the thing. I didn't realize that there were twins. That, you know, she was getting ready to have twins and, until like a couple of weeks before oh, they wow. came out. And she was she was a small woman, you know. And it was like, damn. That's you kind know? of wasn't that the story with our mom with it, mom. Yeah, <laughs> she it, didn't know she, she was having she triplets was until twins to the her her eighth seventh or eighth month. She didn't know that she you didn't guys know. were. There's three they, of them in there. Yeah. yeah. They she didn't had to do be in a wheelchair. ultrasounds like they do now. They you maybe you get like one. Back yeah, in, and back in the were 80s, really rare back mm-hmm. then, right? Yeah, yeah. It's so that yeah, she thought she was having twins also till close. I think it was closer to yeah, the end. yeah. Oh, she did think they were twins at least. She yeah, thought they were twins yeah. Well, she was, and she was little too. Then, but she, she was, was like big as a Cinda, house. That's how Cinda too. Where you're like, God, her really? Stomach, but then the rest of her was tiny, mm-hmm. so it was really. Weird. I don't know. I don't even know how that's physically. I think she couldn't eat because her stomach was being crushed oh. by us. And, and, and so who? We have an older brother, too. Oh, you have, so. Yeah, who right. probably Josh. turned us on to you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, Josh he, was the one that would play the Meat Puppets. Minutemen, we were like, puppets, you know, circle. 11, uh, 12 years old. That's how we heard it because he was listening to Black Flag and he was all in a of band called Treacherous The Treacherous Jaywalkers. Jaywalkers. Maybe he was on maybe, SST, who yeah. Mike Watts signed. Maybe. Right on. They were and so good. Because Mike Watt was, or Josh, um, Josh befri- became friends with Mike Watt, and then what? I'm just saying Petra and I look like twins, the oh. way we're dressed. I don't usually wear, like, <laughs> I'm going somewhere kind of fancy after this, so I oh, tried okay. to look nice. Anyways, can I continue my <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I know. It's um, hard for the audience when they hear, like, um, things that don't I make mean, sense. now I can't remember what I was saying. You're talking about your brother and oh, Mike Oh, yeah, and, uh, and... Long story short, Mike Watt was, I guess, running SST or something, or he was signing bands to SST or. S- I, Michael was, I think he was like he suggested. Suggesting, stuff to him and- yeah, and so he got Treacherous Jaywalkers on, and then, um, uh, then my Mike Watt was talking about how much he loved our dad, and then Josh introduced him to our dad, and and then our dad was like. You know, I love the Minutemen, and and, and then, then they played then they together, played together the in the caves, and that was like the first time I saw the the Minutemen play. Cool. And the girls and I went, or did you go, Petra? Yeah. Yeah. We all went and um to watch our dad up on stage jamming with the Minutemen. The Minutemen, and I mean, we were so little. I was like under the stage, just looking up at D Boone and being afraid that the stage was going like, <laughs> to fall. The D would fall on you. Yeah. <laughs> I was afraid our dad was going to fall. I was and like, it's going to hurt his ears. <laughs> he can't take this. Oh, oh he had tinnitus. I read that he had tinnitus. Yeah. 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 But he this said, was in the 80s. He said, man, I get to I get to tell people I played with the Minutemen. <laughs> you know, it, you just reminded me of something that uh, a few years ago, and it's I had somehow came upon this bass player magazine, right? And this is before I, you know, met any of you guys, like I don't know, a while back, but not all that long. And I think on the cover is like Flea or something. Mm-hmm. And the interview that I came upon was your dad, Charlie Hayden, talking with Flea, right, from the Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. And they're talking bass and this kind of stuff. And then they start talking about the different kind of musics that they like and stuff. And I'm like just reading along, you know, Flea's an old pal, you know, and I'm, I'm a fan of your dad's work, you know. I mean, I knew of him at least before. Mm-hmm. Any of the, you know, any punk rock and stuff, you know, because I was into jazz and stuff back in the 70s. And Ornette, I love Ornette Coleman. So uh, I knew who your dad was, and it's neat, you know, now it's like here's Flea talking to, you know, Charlie about this and that. And then uh, at one point, he's talking about you guys and like the kind of musics that you like. And he's like, yeah, my daughters are into, I I can't remember if it said daughters or my daughter or something, you know, is into, this different kind of stuff that's like, you know, like the Minutemen. I know, like the Meat Puppets, right? <laughs> and I'm like, hey, look, there's our name. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. But he's kind of saying it like, kind of like. I'm going to cry right now. Oh, so, you know, he's kind of like, like, it made Flea go, but hey, I like the Meat Puppets, you know, or something, you know. Oh, wow. Was kinda, I don't know if we, we didn't pass the mustard with oh. your dad or cut the mustard or whatever you do with mustard. <laughs> But I just remembered that, and that's funny. Now here we are, years later. Wow. And, uh, that's yeah, good. I know. It, it was like, oh, look at there. Yeah. <laughs> Time flies. That it doesn't does. even feel like that long ago. I miss those days when things were 
But you, you guys Simpler. ended up doing a record with your dad near, like, a few years back, right? Yeah. We, Rambling well, Boy. Yeah, in 2006, I think that was. We just, we wanted to for so long. For years, he kept saying, let's make a record together. Let's make a family album. And then, like, another five years would go by, and everyone's so busy and doing other things. And we finally got it together and recorded in Nashville. Nashville. And Ricky Skaggs. Studio. Yeah, it turned into all these musicians were on it. This yeah, like Pat it was, Metheny yeah. was on it, right? Yeah. One because of your dad played heroes. with Pat Metheny a lot. Yeah, yeah. And that was one of Petra's heroes, too. You knew Pat Metheny? Is my hero. She got posters of Pat on the wall. She had posters of Pat Metheny and Superman. <laughs> Superman. Superman. Christopher Reeve. And no, but I, I was just, I was in shock when. Uh, Pat had a chart like oh he's like Petra can I show you um oh this was for the song that I sang on Rambling Boy called Fields of Athenry and he said I just want to go over what what I did here and see if you if you like it and I I I don't know how to read music or charts or anything and I I just it was like it was like one two three four it was like this whole long page pages and pages of of you know. The, the music and and all I could say was, mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that, good that, that's really good. good I, I love that. <laughs> I just couldn't believe I was like collaborating with one of my Your heroes. favorite jazz guitarists. <laughs> was your dad, could he read and all that stuff? Was he? He a little bit, but he, he could write, he, he would write, he would no, write notation and but he didn't really, and, and he did go to school for music. He started. I know. I, I, I was doing a little research, and I found out that, you know, he probably could write. He probably could read and write because he, he got a, a, a fellowship for composition from the Guggenheim. Oh, yeah. You know? And, and, and he was recommended for that by Leonard Bernstein. You know? Wow. So, I don't know. Yeah. Back in. What is, he, what is Leonard Bernstein? What does he know <laughs> about music? He knows, knows almost nothing. Leonard Bernstein couldn't read, oddly enough. You know, really? He just had really good stick. Look, look at Bill. <laughs> really good stick technique. Good stick technique? So I, you oh, find, you know, I was recently reading about Robert Fripp and, or, or Adrian Ballou. And uh-huh. Wait, he couldn't read. I, it was either Robert Fripp or Adrian Ballou. That they Probably can't. Adrian Ballou, because I think Robert Fripp, I've seen bring out charts if I'm not mistaken okay um, anyway I went and saw Bob Fripp Robert Fripp from King Crimson and various other things do like a, his what did he call that thing Frippertronics Frippertronics right mm-hmm. and uh, we had we'd all, we had a record out by that time we were playing you know and uh, so Me Puppets 1 our first album was out and me and my girlfriend went to the show and it was this uh, little theater on, on the ASU campus, Neve Hall. It's not very big. Stephanie did it, and it was really cool, you know. And I actually took a record down there with the, you know, like, you need to give Bob Fripp one of our records. And then after the uh, show, he actually was out, came out and was, like, talking to some people and stuff. And I was too shy to, like, go over to him. I'm like, ah, oh, no, never mind. Let's not do it. I'm not going to do it. My girlfriend's like, well, I'll take you to him. So I see her go walking across this little hall, you know, and she kind of, like, you know, I see her handing it to him, and then she kind of points over to me, and he goes, Hi, Chris. <laughs> and I went, Hi, Bob. <laughs> Close personal friend, Fripp. Oh, wow. CPF Fripp. Oh, my God. That's my running into him. So you got to make a record with your dad, you know? Finally. And, and you know, I, I, I saw that your family is steeped in music, in a way, you know? Yeah. Like, that your dad started his musical career at two, yeah, playing on the a, Hayden Family Show. Yeah, the Hayden Family Radio Show that started in, um, I think it started in. Oh shoot, where where did it start in? It did, what did in it, Iowa? In I think. Iowa, and then they moved to Missouri and continued it there. And he was singing when he was two. Yeah, yeah. he would he would sing. They have a he has a recording of it him yodeling when he was two years old. He could yodel. Yeah, yodeling. Yeah, he's so cute, like singing harmony and got it too. They did all country, old country songs. 
and you guys like so you grew up with around that right you grew up with like music mm -hmm. a lot of music yeah and stuff. Mm -hmm. when we visit visited there some a few summers when we were kids and they were always playing carter family songs and uh leuven brother songs and they would always want us to sing our cousin Joey would be filming us, but we'd be too shy to sing. And sometimes we would sing, but um, yeah, they they were just always, you know, someone picking up a guitar and singing uh, all these country songs. I wonder how your dad wound up getting into like such out jazz. You know what I mean? Like he, stuff like all improvised. Well, he had an older brother, Jim, who played bass, upright bass, and Jim. He'd walk by his room, and Jim would be listening to Charlie Parker records. Oh, okay. And so our dad was really drawn to that sound. And while Jim would go to work, our dad would would go in there and play the, his records without Jim knowing. You know, he'd sneak into his room and just listen to Charlie Parker, and he'd say that that's what I want to do. I want to play jazz. And then I guess when he was nineteen or eighteen, he took a train to. Los Angeles. New York. New and York. Do you go to New it York? Was Los right? Angeles. Oh, he went to LA. Yeah. He went to LA and then he went to New York. I he, thought he went to New he, York and then LA. Well, he was on a Can Ornette you edit Coleman. this part out? <laughs> clean it up a little. And could you turn <laughs> up, could you turn up the bubbles in the hot tub? He was, he, he was, he, was um, he went to see Ornette Coleman play. And, and this is what he told me. He he said after the the concert, he introduced himself to Ornette and said, I, I'd really love to play bass with you. And he said, well, come tomorrow and, and Ta -da. <laughs> come jam. And now, you know, then you have, that this was is our it. music. <laughs> and they, they were, they stayed up for like three days. He said, man, we, I went to Ornette's loft. I've read about that. And we, we were up for three yeah. days playing. We didn't stop. We, we didn't even stop to sleep. We're just playing and playing, playing and doing drugs and playing playing and doing drugs well then he got into dope that's i read that yeah and you met your mom ellen right is your mother mm -hmm. did, did they really meet at rehab our our mom was volunteering oh okay or had a or, friend you know she didn't even want i think she, yeah, she didn't want to go she didn't want to go she uh, but her friends in in san francisco would would um it was like straight like like s straight people like straight day or like to interact with people and you know I thought it was straight like a day. I thought it was straight, like a, no like no a not day. straight but like like I hate that clean day. and sober day sober, sober day. what is clean the word and sober for day that? where you meet people and and there's a dance or something and it's like a sober concert and our mom probably. our mom was dragged there by her friend who said there's lots of cute guys and her mom's like I don't I, I want to go study and then they went she went and then they their eyes met and they fell in love and that was it ta-da <laughs> but the, the story about how that happened is is very different from both sides but i'd probably but she doesn't listen to podcasts she no. doesn't even know how to use the phone no, or her no. cell phone but never mind so what what's the other side it's just never is it, it dad's side it is both dad told me a really romantic story where i imagined it like a commercial for that remember that commercial where the guy is running after the girl it, with flat like he grabs flowers from the flower truck and he's chasing her but it's like an ad for like personal hygiene <laughs> or something it's like spray <laughs> deodorant spray okay. i'm in my head when he told me when we were kids i imagined it like that i'm like oh my god that's so he's chasing her blocks and blocks because thought she was so beautiful and then finally caught up with her and he's out of breath and gave her flowers oh but um in reality, I think it was just that he went up to her and he was so nervous and shy he couldn't speak. <laughs> Our mom was like, what? <laughs> he didn't do that. He just came up to me and said, uh, 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 uh. And, I, and then I had to say hello, which is also very sweet. Both sides. Both There's a little Rashomon action going on there. <laughs> or like two completely different stories. Mm. Yeah, I guess. But sometimes you convince yourself of stories. Right, if you tell yourself enough times. Oh, I do that all the time. That's how it happened. I have, I have my brother, though, 
to refer to back to <laughs> like what? did this really happen or did i make that up? or you know how did or how did it actually happen the specifics of it yeah so you guys are triplets now you said your oldest tanya is that what i heard you came out first oh no Ra no rachel no. oh rachel did sorry rachel yeah okay and then did you guys come out clinging to each other yeah i've, I've told him before oh. <laughs> outside we were hugging each other that's awesome yeah actually they were they were connected at the head no no that's even more awesome no but you can you hardly see the scar <laughs> you know what's weird is we were connected at the we head. i think we don't even we're not even sure if rachel and me are are identical You're i mean not. people say that for sure we look identical i mean there are people who are like Oh, for sure. Yeah, you're identical. But, but you know, we never had a blood test, blood test to find out about. We still don't know to this day if we're identical. But our voices are so similar. Like, yeah. okay, our, like, can you guess who we? <laughs> Hi, I'm Rachel. Hi, I'm Petra. <laughs> no, I, no, I was no. just joking. I was just joking. But our, our, the timbre <laughs> of our voice is the same. And Tanya, but Tanya, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my voice is that different. <laughs> no, Tanya said, when, when I call, sometimes I'll call Tanya and she'll say hello and it's she sounds like me or she sound, and not like Petra. She sounds like me and then and then I talk to Petra and she sounds like Tanya. And it's, I think our voices are identical. But it took, <laughs> like, we're, we're like three hours um, apart. Oh, is that from long? you, right? Yeah. Well, I came out naturally naturally <laughs> and then it took three hours to get them out because yeah they wouldn't let go of each other they wouldn't let go well, well now they i mean today if you're pregnant with triplets immediately they say okay well, let's schedule your c-section right. they do that anyways they're just that's how babies are born if you don't i've been wondering speak about speak up that. for yourself <laughs> but how are babies born? that's how babies are born <laughs> and um then but then that i think we maybe we were the first triplets born in this in the hospital at in new york and oh, yeah. they got a film crew and wanted to to film it wow. and, and and wanted her wanted it to be a natural birth which is just crazy and yeah so rachel was born and then after hour hours of labor they realized hmm, this isn't gonna work and our dad was another story that I imagine he was like and I was yelling at the doctors which <laughs> but then our mom was actually like no he was in jail <laughs> <laughs> actually you were born and he went to play concerts in jail and was arrested but for good reason well you were being born but no he wasn't he was was he there yeah he oh. was there and he 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 went to go play in Portugal and he didn't want it he he didn't he didn't want to because you know wife's having babies but she encouraged him to go. She said, you should go. It's important. So he did. And then, then she got the phone call like, honey, I'm in jail. And in Portugal? Oh, it's from when he w got on stage and yeah. said that he was in support of the... Uh, the Afri African National Congress or something? Or... Oh, no, wow. the... Yeah, like the, they were See, like... I, talk, I can't talk well, they were, I think they were like Portuguese like colonies or something yeah. that were trying to gain their independence or something. Yes. And he's spoke out in support of them yes. from the stage. Yes. And then it was actually detained by the Portuguese authorities. Yes. Who was he, who was he playing with? Ornette. Oh, okay. Ornette. Ornette. He was with Ornette. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then yes. it took Ornette actually like appealing to the American embassy or something in, in Portugal to get him out. And then he was like questioned by the feds when he got back here. But there's a recording it. of it and you just hear the audience like, yeah, like every, there's this big roar of, applause and then he was escorted off right. stage <laughs> by the police like you're not going wow. home and you know Scary. he 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 was just speaking his mind his own beliefs but he he wasn't like a radical activist who was like run so i'm sure he's pretty rock, yeah well, um, then, then he he told that story where the first thing the cops said to him at, when they arrested him was, Mr. Hayden, you are never to mix politics with art or something like that. Oh. And that's that's bad to do. Don't do that. <laughs> so then he kept doing it. Of course. <laughs>
Um, speaking of which, um, you're talking about your voices, uh, your current incarnation. I noticed you do. Hang a on a second, Bill. Hang on a second. I'm going to talk about twins and triplets just a little bit more. Okay. Because you guys will get a kick out of this since you're friends with Elmo on stage. They're on Facebook, right? <laughs> For one thing, I had a cystopic twin. <gasps> See the scar up here? No way. Isn't that bitching? I named him Jesse Guerin. Um, yeah, there's a. Uh, I was born and I had this lump on my head. Oh know? my god, I've read uh, about these stories. You know, really? what is it? What, what? It's like, that? you know, it has to do with like, you know, like, and I'm not sure of the actual, uh, what, what it is, two sperm and one egg or two eggs and one sperm, something like that. And there's, you know, the, the cell division doesn't happen at the degree that it's supposed to. It's you not know, the, sam the sandwich that's missing a layer of, of whatever. If you, you know? want us to explain how babies are made, <laughs> yeah, we so, so then Mr. Stewart came. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh,. <laughs> Like, I already was a goofy-looking little kid. I mean, look at me now, you know what I mean? And there's pictures of me, like, <laughs> as a little kid, and I got this big lump on my head, Aww. you know? And uh, at one point, it started to kind of move in. It was above the, or in between the, the skin and, like, the, you know, the, the skull. God, this is so very wasn't David Lynch-esque. You know? I know, isn't that nutty? Yeah. <laughs> little kid. Oh, wait till the next story. I'll, I'll try to keep it brief, and then we will get around to talking to So you could have been a twin. You you started out as being a yeah, twin. Yeah, and then the, 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 the division happened the way that it was supposed to, and it became a part of me. Wow. And it's, I, I think it's called a cystopic twin. I don't know any of this kind of crap, you know? It's like, I would have to ask my brother for this the details, but they removed it, and it's like, you know, skin follicles or you know blood cells and that kind of stuff so no way so then my other so that there was a history somewhat nominally of of, of twinishness in the family oh, but wow. you know uh, so then kurt and his girlfriend cinda gonna have some kids and since you know your mom did your mom have you guys naturally did you say mm -hmm. or they went ahead and, and it mm -hmm. was natural yeah. two at once i mean good god Oh, uh, I mean, we, they, I mean, we w were natural, no, like, drugs or anything. Right. But Petra and I were finally born C-section. Oh, yeah. Oh, you were C-sectioned Yeah, we were C-sectioned. Yeah, Tanya yeah. and me were C-sectioned. We were C-sectioned. We were C-sectioned. You said you were hugging each other, and I yeah, was just going, oh, we, your mom must have loved that. Oh, you know, I was no. envisioning them coming out like, you know what I mean? Oh, God. I don't think we were hugging. I'm sure I grabbed you for dear life, not, you know, just like, no. Nah. Well, you like this because you shared this with Elle and let him know that I told this story. It's one of my favorites, right? Uh, the babies came along, and uh, Elmo came out first. He has, there's Elmo and Catherine, and Kurt was going to name them. This is another good one. Kurt was going to name them uh, Sweet Pea and Burger King, <laughs> which I thought was just so darn cute. <laughs> Um, but he wound up not. Uh, but he gave them both seven names. You know about that? That's oh, great. You were so arty. It's the thing you can do with kids, I guess. You know, give them arty seven names. Seven names. Yeah, with like, and it's like the, the, you know, some kind of meter. The meter is whatever, maybe iambic pentameter or something. It was oh, like wow. Shakespearean ode. We only some got kind one of each. We didn't middle names. It's, it's Elmo, Isaac, Dillinger, Dean, Samuel, Sinbad, Kirkwood, oh my and God. Catherine, Louisa, Saint Elmo, Amelia, Violet, Presley, Kirkwood. So see with the meter in there and stuff. You know? Oh wow! But I, sweet pea and Burger King have a certain sweet pea ring to it. And yeah, Burger King. Yeah. Yeah. Well, God, I mean, they wound up with Elmo. You know? <laughs> so, uh, so El came out first. So during the pregnancy, you know, during the you know term or whatever, you know, he was lower down in the in the in the um, the baby making bag inside his mom. <laughs> So, Catherine, his sister, was uh, actually like kind of on top of him through the whole term, right? And, he, and like, say if this was his back, and I'm now referring to the, my palm of my hand and say I curve it this way, right? This is his back, the palm of my hand, mm -hmm. and then curve it in like that. She was kind of sitting in here like this on him the whole time. Oh, wow. Right? And to get him out, they use one of those plunger things that they use. Oh, you know, God. How they have the little suction cup, little <laughs> yeah. buddy that they put on there. So they, they popped that onto his little noodle and yanked him out, right? His noodle? His little head. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I <laughs> Not that noodle. <laughs> and they stretched like it. <laughs> so, and uh, then, then uh, apparently Catherine came out, you know, with her eyes open, and she came out 
like just such a beautiful little baby, you know, really just like a, how you'd want a baby to come out all, you know, like with hair and cute and looking like, you know, a Disney cartoon or whatever, you know. <laughs> uh, but L, since he was in, you know, in that position through the whole thing, came out. And since they used that, the, the suction on him. Oh, no. It was so awesome. Talking about David Lynch. That's, a, that's what it is. Mm. There's little Catherine, this, this little, you know bug-eyed little cutie you know just as cute as the dickens and there's the little mutant baby <laughs> it was awesome they, the, you know the little suction cup thing pulled his head up into like a, oh, a pointy head oh, you know like God. a pinhead kind of a thing and it bruised it so it was all purple oh, poor oh, baby. and he was all bent up like this right you know the bones have kind of oh. gotten used to being in that position so yeah. he was this twisted up little lizard Where baby the doctor's quiet you know like, um yeah. Um, uh, just a minute. <laughs> Here's your baby girl. Here's your baby girl. We lost the other one. <laughs> then got up and ran away. It lives. Aww. So for you know, and he eventually straightened out. You know, yeah. and his head receded back in. But it was just such a a, a, a novel contrast between little little eraser head baby uh-huh. and sweet little Catherine. Is, is their dynamic still like like prop maybe from that? Do they have? They they had it. I mean, they they what? Or if, if maybe that's how, you know, maybe... She still sit on him? Yeah, maybe she's the boss, and she's like, I'll sit on your face. She was pretty... I think, you know, he tells me stories about, like, uh, you know, stuff that I didn't see, you know, where uh, his sister was... You know, she could hold her own very well. I mean, what I did see, like, when we all lived together, and I was close to him, we all, you know, they we wound up living next door to each other when they got a little older and, and uh, you know, stopped the little kind of communal living. But what I did notice uh, early on, Catherine had some inner ear problems, you know, mm-hmm. and and it was so cute. She had to get him operated on at one point, and like that, that took care of it. And she went from having that kind of this husky voice, little baby kind of, to having this cute little baby voice just from having the inner ear operation, you know. Oh wow! But like when they were developing their developing speech, right when they were starting to talk, um, because Catherine had had some issues with her inner ear, it, she. It was a little hard to understand what she would say, you know. And this is when they're really teeny tiny, and they're both little toe-headed, little cute as the Dickens. And she'd be like, oh, "Well, she'd say something." We'd ask Elmo, "What'd she say?" And she, she wants a drink, you know. He could actually <laughs> understand it as a twin. Oh wow, <laughs> that's so cute. Isn't that tripped out. <laughs> she wants so. a drink. <laughs> of liquor. <laughs> so now, all these years later, yeah, and we we didn't push Elle into playing music. You know what I mean? Like you guys had your dad and he wanted to do stuff and stuff and we're around that kind of stuff but we definitely didn't push L into playing and uh and it's neat i mean we get to you know you guys made a record with him or you know stuff like that Mm -hmm. he didn't really push us either right he kind of just we like music naturally we we loved it um and yeah as soon as he he saw that you know we were singing a lot and we we loved listening to all different kinds of music he um uh i started i just remember start i started playing the violin at like seven or eight Mm -hmm. and um i don't know if he if he thought you guys would if he you know tanya played cello and you played piano rachel always played piano um when did you start playing piano I don't like seven. We all started on piano. That's right. I didn't like. I never. I didn't take. I didn't start on piano. Really? Mom said that we all started on piano, and I honestly don't remember playing piano. I don't remember you guys playing piano. I don't remember piano. piano. I took piano lessons, and then I think our dad or was like, "You guys should play instruments, and or you want if you want to play instruments, what would you choose? Which instruments would you choose?" And Petra was like watching Captain Kangaroo and <laughs> saw an episode with a violinist. Yeah, and a little girl playing Flight of the Bumblebee. Awesome. Like, I, I want to play the violin. And but I, I don't know why. I just naturally wanted to play piano. I don't know why. Um, I wanted to play the saxophone when he asked me. So now what do you want to play? And I was like, the saxophone. He's like, no, you're going to play the cello. And I was like, okay. <laughs> And so we played trio. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> it goes better as a trio. So I'm we yeah, we we played trios that. together and and did recitals, you know. As little kids. As little kids. But we didn't stick to it. We I didn't wish stick I had to t- I wish I'd kept taking it. And I couldn't believe music. I was reading music then, you know? And right. I, I couldn't re- I mean I read a tiny bit, but yeah. it, it's so hard for me. I don't read at all. Um but yeah, we played like Mozart pieces. 
Oh. Um, you have any of that recorded? You yeah, we I do. There was one, like, our grandfather videotaped a recital. But I don't know where. Yeah, we don't know or where he, it is. He, I think he videotaped it, and I wish, mm -hmm. or recorded it. And I, I don't know where it is. I would love to hear that recording. I remember again. what song it was. I'm so shocked. <laughs> I know. I don't remember that. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> we haven't done that in a year. Like, that's the first time we've done that. And, like, since we were but 12. Remember, remember I'm, like, our, turning red. That was gorgeous. Remember our, jam, our thing that oh, we yeah. did together? We dun, taped, dun, dun, wait, wait, we taped a, our cassette player. I don't know. Why did we ever do this? They used to do this all the time. I always wanted to do that part. Yeah, I, was I was like, like boom, I was listening boom, to boom, like boom, Robbie boom. Shankar at the time or something. I was like, no. <laughs> and we, I still remember. That was your own composition. Yeah, that, the, the, yeah, yeah, we wrote yeah. that. Awesome. We we wrote that. We, and sh we should copyright <laughs> it. Not that someone can steal it. But I remember that was like one of the first times that we improvised. Yeah. And we were like, I don't you know, guys 12? used to do that a lot. Yeah. They're, they're a little more musical. You guys got the more of the musical No, that's gene. not true. That's it, not true. It's true. Ladies and gentlemen. Well, that I remember really loving um, improvising with my voice. Like, when we were kids, that was so much fun for me. Just, you know, you know, reaching all these, like, notes everywhere and... I listened to Cocteau Twins a lot, so I was like... Oh, she's a great singer. Yeah, oh, yeah. man. That's some cool stuff, trippy. Yeah. Hmm. So now you guys sing together, and you finally... You never had... You guys played together in that yeah, dog, we, right? Yeah, we were in... We and played in that dog. We started in 1992 or something, and then we ended in 1997. And we toured with, like, the Foo Fighters and... and um, you know, really back great bands. Back was one of our first tours. And but then that ended like all things end and then we just kinda of did our own things for a while and now we're we started we did our record with Rye Cooter and that's that's that. <laughs> Which wouldn't have ha that wouldn't ha it wouldn't have happened if it weren't for Rye being yeah. at a fundraiser because people only ask us to do fundraisers hey we hear you guys play music will you play a fundraiser <laughs> and and um and rye we were playing with rye's son who petra was originally friends with yeah were you guys yeah we were rachel and me were friends you with guys him and and and, the, and he brought rye came and he's like let's make a record yeah he wrote like got cracked the whip because we weren't playing i mean they you guys were playing music but we never could get it together you know we were like to do a triplets album yeah we and people we, would ask us all the time you gotta like, you do guys a triplets sing. record why don't you do a, a hayden triplets record you know and then but one of us was like oh or i'd be like oh i know we we really should but i'm really busy and i remember i was working i was working at rhino records in westwood years ago and i was like filing cds and records and i saw this cd that said the triplets and it was like these three blonde you know bimbo girls with guitars and i was like it's already done you know i'm just like I, we can't do it but i remember listening to the roaches a lot in high school too thinking we should do this you know it'd be perfect what about the shags and the shags, yeah, yeah. shags. my pal foot foot oh man awesome you're something special to me two three four <laughs> two three four <laughs> Yeah, I love the shags. So you recorded the song, 
or the the new album at at your house yeah before we moved in officially and the house is really old and was empty and had really high like ceilings and we rehearsed there we would rehearse there because it was empty and then we decided to record because the sound was so good in the house so we just set up set up there and recorded so and you did like a it's like covers and stuff a lot of covers Mm -hmm. and stuff carter family um well it's a country record it's all yeah old carter family brothers brothers Brothers. that's a Leuven sick yeah. Oh man. Oh my God. Vocal wise. I was just today. I was listening to mm. our um, on my phone. I have we. I would record our rehearsals in the beginning to you know learn the songs and remember like what did we do in rehearsal? I can't remember how it goes or which harmony did you do? And the the recordings on my phone are so good. I I like listening to it better than the record because they're just like totally relaxed and just figuring out the songs yeah and i was just listening today to rehearsals or to rehearsals like two they're two from two years ago and a leuven brothers song that we didn't record that we should have recorded it's so pretty the um i can play it for you do it it's um no play it on the piano (laughs) i'll play it on the piano because i took lessons (laughs) i could i remember so, um, yeah, yeah, uh, that one. Uh, what would you do? Yeah. Oh, um, it's this one. What would you give for exchange for your? Uh, yeah. Exchange for your soul. soul. Yeah. What would you give? You guys want to do a version of it right now? The three of you. I, I just don't remember the words, but it's that's okay. song, our dad thank loved you, thank that you, song. Here, it's this. Na, 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 na. That's where I on guitar. Yeah. coming to you guys really for real and and uh, everybody check out the the hayden triplets the hayden triplets and all the very best to each and every one of you and, and all your endeavors and hope things just keep coming up roses thank you thanks, thanks for lot. having us here mm. now let's get fucked up <laughs> <laughs> today's show was recorded at winslow court studios in hollywood california about